a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Your customers want fiber, but how do you find them? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and I'm joined today by Bailey White, co-founder of Crowdfiber here in Rome, Georgia. Bailey, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Andy. Thank you. Great. Well, we appreciate you joining us for the um, for this podcast. Uh, we've got a lot to cover, um, both for folks who are new to the idea of Crowdfiber or some of the new uh, things you guys are able to do uh, for folks who may already be familiar with you guys. Uh, we've had a uh, a good relationship with Crowdfiber for a while, ever since you guys were at Story Connect 2016, I believe. And uh, the other day, just kind of looked around and realized, hey, we've never had these guys on a podcast, and they're certainly experts in the field. So I wanted to bring you guys in uh, in for this episode. Uh, we will be um, joined by Crowdfiber once again, uh, Story Connect, the conference coming up in March, March 12 to 14, 2018. We're excited um, for some of the things we have going on there, especially the session with Crowdfiber. Uh, but before we go any farther, Bailey, just what is your kind of quick explanation of what Crowdfiber is when you're explaining it to somebody who's not familiar? Yeah, sure. Uh, Crowdfiber is a geomarketing tool that is all about helping you uh, either get new subscribers um, in new areas you're expanding to or in your existing network. So geomarketing um, tool, if you guys can put the words together, they're geo uh, having to do with geographic. It's a lot of it having to do with just finding the people, finding the areas, uh, you know, kind of demand aggregating where where people want fiber, basically. That's exactly right. So everything for us starts with maps. And uh, as we work with a customer, we start to explore the areas that they want to serve or that they're serving today. Um, we have a lot of technology to start to uncover the potential people they can serve. Um, we work with a lot of uh, traditional telephone companies who look at this and say, your data is better than the data we have uh, today. And um, people are now starting to do things like import their existing billing data, lay it uh, across our data, and then use CrowdFiber to run uh, marketing campaigns to the people they want to attract into their, uh, into their network. That's, and which is a very cool idea that I want to get to certainly in like the, the later half of the podcast. But let, let's let's talk a little bit more the, about the basics. So you guys are working with both electrics and telcos. Basically, anybody who is installing fiber, you guys are, are happy to work with them, right? That's exactly right. We even work with some wireless providers. Okay. And the idea is, um, and the way that I explain it, and hopefully I'm doing this right, when anybody asks me about CrowdFiber, I kind of talk about when Google Fiber first was coming out. Um, and of course, Google Fiber has become who knows what it is right now, the way it keeps kind of evolving. And, and um, you know, I don't know that it's really lived up to a lot of the expectations. But when they started, it was kind of a let's see where the most popular areas are. And that's who's getting fiber first. So that's kind of the way that, that some folks are using the service, right? That's exactly right, Andy. And that's really how we started. The original story of CrowdFiber is that um, we had been consulting in the, this industry for about 10 years and had been really successful helping people uh, get grants and loans to uh, build uh, networks. And so uh, my business partner, Greg, was meeting with a president of one of the companies we were working with. Uh, and they're sitting there at lunch. The president reaches down in his pocket, pulls out a bunch of business cards, um, then has uh, torn off pieces of paper, has post-it notes, right? So there's all this on the table and says, I don't know what to do. He said, everywhere I go, if I go out to eat, I go um, to church, I go to the grocery, someone comes up and says, look, I want to subscribe and I want you, I want to get connected. And he said, look, we're, we're just starting out. We've got to prioritize where to build and what to do because I don't know how to, to manage this. And that became the genesis of CrowdFiber. 
Sure. So for, from a marketing perspective, um, and, and we're, we're happy to be working with CrowdFiber on a project or two right now, trying to help um, populate some of the sites and, and get that marketing, um, some of the, the marketing language, and the design pieces, that kind of thing together. But from a marketing perspective, because um, there's a whole engineering side of it, too, that, that it would really appeal to engineers. But from a marketing perspective, why do marketers um, love CrowdFiber, the ones you're working with? That's a good question. I like to tell stories, if I can, rather than just say something uh, and not give you background. So let's talk about a mutual customer we have um, with NCTC. Sure. And uh, we've really enjoyed working with you on that, and it's been really exciting. So I was talking with um, uh, a person in charge of marketing, and he was sharing with me. He goes, you know, Bailey, he says, I check the system every morning now, right? He said, we're looking at results, and, he's, and uh, he said, look, we're getting chills with the kind of data we're starting to see. You know, we're seeing that people have an interest uh, in working with us in areas we didn't even expect. Um, and so they've just been really, really pleased with it. And if you look at the lifetime value of the customers they're getting uh, on the system, you think this is a pretty, you know, pretty darn good investment. Sure. So when, um, what are folks normally surprised with? Because one of the, one of the great things about working with the rural telcos and the rural electrics that we work with and that you guys work with is they really know their area well, you know, and they, they know their customers, they know the lay of the land. Um, but are there times, um, you know, that you, like, like you mentioned a moment ago, where, where they learn things about their area that, that you guys are able to find out based on where the demand is, that sort of thing? Or are there some surprises that people run across once, once they get integrated with CrowdFiber? Yeah, they happen all the time. Uh, so just at, when we're getting to know a customer and start to talk with them, um, the thing I always hear, and it probably means we need to work with people like you to help us market ourselves better, is they always say, I didn't realize the system could do that much. Um, so people come thinking, okay, you know, crop fiber could work in this particular situation. But then usually after we spend a little time exploring their business and exploring what we could do, um, both sides uh, walk away saying, well, okay, you know, that's a lot, a lot more. Um, I know, just kind of thinking about the customers we have together, what I hear very often is that, uh, wow, we didn't expect this level of interest. And, uh, and that's really positive. Now, that does not happen naturally. It's not, you know, I will not be uh, someone who will say, you know, put the software up and it will solve your marketing problems uh, because they need to work with, with people who do marketing and run marketing programs. But if those are run properly, I think people are really delighted with, uh, with what they find out. Sure. So, uh, you know, the, the conventional way, I guess, that people are using CrowdFiber is that they'll go, if they're going into a new area, like a CLEC, uh, we see that a lot, where they'll, they'll do that to kind of see what routes they need to build first or that sort of thing. Um, but th- a lot of folks will also use it for existing areas where they are building fiber, you know, maybe in the ILEC where they've, they've got fiber some places, but not everywhere. So now they're doing fiber. Uh, those are kind of the conventional uses where people would start that up just to see where where the demand is, uh, where they know they're going. Correct. That's exactly right. Yeah. But you're seeing uh, for folks that are are doing that, um, like you said earlier, we can get into that a little bit. They there are some other uses maybe that you guys didn't even foresee, but they're they're putting, like you said, laying the data over top of what they already had for some interesting solutions too. I think. Yeah, there are all kinds of things are going on now. Um, we're just about to launch a customer who is using CrowdFiber to present the right speed of DSL to their customer, depending on their location. Now, it's it's not as fancy as we're going to get in that area, but it is something that is pretty cool to be able to say, okay, you know, you're in um, speed level, you know, X, right, or speed level Y. Here you can get 15 meg. Here you can get 50 meg. Things like that. Um, so, you know. 
will we call it crowd copper? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't um, sound as good as crowd fiber. No, it doesn't. Uh, I, I tell people I'd like it to be um, like Coke, since we're based uh, just outside of Atlanta. You know, uh, it's crowd fiber. What what kind of technology do you want to use? Um, it's Coke. Do you want a mellow yellow or a Sprite? Right. Or <laughs> right. right. Definitely. Uh, well, in terms of the information collected from folks, so I guess they could set that up custom, um, you know, as folks are filling out. But the idea is to to push people to a site um, uh, where the, all your crowd fiber is that you guys set up, um, and then you're collecting data from from them. So what kinds, what are the main things that most folks are collecting? And, and in some cases, they can go all the way up to the point of purchase, just about, right, where they're selecting packages and everything. But what are some of the, the customary ways uh, or amounts of, of, of information that you guys are collecting from folks? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we've started to do more and more over time is to have a kind of a life cycle of a customer interaction. Um, at the beginning when we started, we would tell people, go ahead and get all the info you can, right, right up front. And so, you know, we've got a lot of things we can collect from people. We can, we can have them do speed tests and understand who their provider is. We can actually present the um, 477 data in an area and say, you know, here are the providers who say they can serve you. You know, do they? Are you satisfied with them? That kind of thing. We can have them order products. We can manage bundles and give recommendations, um, we can answer que- collect questionnaires, that kind of stuff. But what we've tended to orient ourselves towards now is having a life cycle and letting people first start to express interest, right? They don't necessarily know much about that provider yet, especially if you're competing in a CLEC area. They've heard some good things. Maybe they're not happy with their existing provider. Um, so let them kind of opt in. Uh, then start communicating with them, right? Start sending out messages, start doing things with them and building their confidence. And then as you start to see a critical mass, right, then maybe get more serious. You know, now you're, you're commissioning engineering or you're beginning uh, to look at some construction, you know, go ahead now and start to try to get a firm commitment. You know, t- take a payment. We can collect deposits if you like. Um, we can also have them sign contracts uh, electronically and take care of all that for you. Um, and that just kind of progresses as you get more and more certain until you're really ready to, uh, to go ahead and schedule them for install. All right, Bailey, I have uh, just a couple more questions for you. Um, but when in the process should folks get involved with crowd fiber? You know, if they've got, if, the, if trucks are already plowing fiber, is that too late? Or if they're at the very, very beginning stages, is that too late? When do they need to get involved with you guys? Well, here's where I kind of feel like a, a salesman, but <laughs> I'm trying to answer honestly. I, I've never had a customer tell me that they started too early with us. Okay. I've had many Sorry, customers. Too, never too early. Never okay. too early. Okay. Um, I've had many customers who said, I wish I started earlier with you. And okay. I'll just kind of give you an example. Um, we've had a lot of people who uh, will come to us if we didn't know you existed, right? We've got these um, sign-up forms people have gone through, and or we took notes of people. Well, we'll start to load that data into our system, and we'll start to geocode it. You, know, you might lose, and we've seen this, 25% of the people who said they were interested don't have good addressing on them because you haven't gone through a system like ours that enforces address um, integrity, right? We make sure we map out with that customer looking at the map exactly where they're located. You know, if someone calls in and says, oh, I'm at such and such, right? Hopefully your CSR took down good notes and, uh, and we'll see if we can, we can find out where they are. So in general, everybody tends to um, uh, wish if they haven't started at the beginning that uh, they did. Now, um, most people aren't starting Greenfield, right? Most people have existing networks already, and that's why um, one of the biggest things that we've, we've done for folks now is be able to do a lot with imports. So we can do a lot of importing of data now to get people up to speed 
very quickly if they want to go that route. Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, Bailey will be speaking uh, with the Crowd Fiber team and uh, and the Word South team at the uh, Story Connect conference. But uh, give us just a little little taste, or maybe just one or two takeaways that you think um, people would be able to get, um, you know, from either that session or from sessions that you've done in the past. No, I think people are going to, I think, start thinking more and more because we're seeing it through our customer base about uh, marketing automation in general, and they're going to think about uh, meeting people with the tools and technology where they are today. Um, we see, for example, with one of our customers, uh, you know, she has a traditional uh, uh, CSR um, organization and they're working with people every day. But when we started to look at the data, we found that more orders are coming into her on CrowdFiber on Saturday than she's getting over the phone and CrowdFiber on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. We're also seeing about half those orders coming in on mobile devices, right? Okay. Odd hours, all kinds of things. And so, uh, you know, it starts to change, I think, the way maybe you relate to your customers when you think about uh, them engaging with you in these kind of off-hour mobile device uh, world. And so I'd, I'd love to explore that uh, with you all at the event. Sure. Well, we didn't want to give too much away, but we did want to sit down, Bailey, with you for a few minutes. And uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, we will have a full session. I believe we've got it down for 45 minutes uh, where Bailey and the CrowdFiber team will be ta- talking us through the, um, the process a little bit more. And we'll be um, joining them to discuss how WordSouth is involved. WordSouth does quite a bit um, with kind of, like I said, helping populate um, those sites with the writing, the design, the sort of things that we do. Uh, so hopefully you guys will attend the Story Connect conference and uh, be able to get a whole lot more of, of Word South and of CrowdFiber then. So Bailey, thank you for joining me here and thanks for coming to the conference here in just a few weeks. Hey, thank you, Andy. Thanks very much. That was Bailey White. He is co-founder of CrowdFiber. I'm Andy Johns, your host once again. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.